Well, hello again. It's time with tea, and I am tea with a little tea in my cup. Guys, get your cups and let's sit down and have tea. Well, I'm excited to be back. Um, it's been a couple of days since I've posted an episode um, trying to decide on what the topic would be. And I kind of got a couple of ideas still in my head, and I don't want to commit to one particular topic today because they all tie in but we will be discussing parents that are toxic and we will be discussing uh, some of the toxic traits that we have is as a factor in why we end up in toxic relationships and this is also related to having the parents that we have as well as a topic called low-hanging fruit which is kind of like settling for something less than what we actually want so we're going to talk today about those things and I guess I'll put the topic as uh, low-hanging fruit and we'll talk about you know you know just kind of like settling for something that's at reach or that's easier that you know, doesn't require us to change anything about us to get that fruit. Like, we don't have to go get a ladder. We don't have to, um, you know, reach up on our tippy toes too high. Um, we don't have to wait for it to fully develop. Low-hanging fruit is just that. It's at our reach. In fact, it's ready to hit the ground any day. You wait a little longer, you probably catch it in midair. So, we're going to talk about those things, and we're going to talk about toxic parents and toxic siblings and all that, and how all this relates to how we end up with the toxic relationships we are in, and that includes, again, not just romantic, but, you know, your friends and your co-workers, the dynamics that you play uh, every day when you go in and you see that person, you know, it's almost like you can't resist arguing with them. You can't resist going where they are, saying what you say, they say what they say, and you go through the motions. So let's talk about it. All right. So right after these messages, we will be talking. We'll be right back. Okay, guys, and we're back. I am going to just get started with the parents thing. Let's talk about it. Toxic parents, that's a real thing. And if we are honest with ourselves, we are more like our parents than we want to believe. We um, don't always do things just the way that they did it because we have our own flair, our own style, our own points of view. But habits were created during our rearing. And so I talk a lot about unlearning things. Unlearning is just as important as learning. If you've learned the wrong thing, then you're in a position where you are now going to um, need debriefing, debunking, uh, if you will. You're going to need to handle your business 
according to uh, the needs of your life. So in order to not be your parents, you have to unlearn things that you have accepted as being right or, you know, um, your truth. So the truth of the matter is we then pass those traits on to our children and some of it's instilled through fear. In other words, your parents may have feared that you were going to turn out a certain way and they put a lot of overhead pressure of, you know, the family name, you know, women don't do this, women, uh, men don't do that, which like I said, some things are instilled in us through fear, but other things are society uh, oriented. So if your parents are Christians, then you're going to have a lot of biblical insight um, on how things are done, were done, should be done. Anyway, not to get too deep into that, I want to speak on the fact that Many times people will have their own insecurities and they will raise their children to promote um, their esteem, to lift their esteem. So they will have children to adore them. That's what they want. They want someone to love them unconditionally. And most children do love their parents unconditionally. And that's a good thing. Um, but in an in instant of a toxic parent, it's going to be off balance. They're either, they're either going to have you totally adore them or they're going to totally adore you and put you on a pedestal or they could opposite of that and totally ignore you and pursue either another child in like your sibling or somebody else's child that they want to triangulate you with and use that person as an example of the child they would wish you to be now part of that comes from the fact that they wish they were that child's parent because that child is more like their parent and they are envious of their parent so rather than say I want to be like Jane, they'll have you be more like Jane's daughter. Eh, it's sick a little bit when you think about it, but it's also human nature um, to, you know, have a model for what you want. Now, this is my problem with that, though. My problem with that is that it's just like what we're about to be introduced to, which is called low-hanging fruit. Um, rather than that mother fix herself and elevate herself to where she is who she wants to be, and then in turn teaches her child to be more like that, now I can authentically love my child's uh, qualities I can authentically um, tell my child I'm proud of how you turned out and I'm not comparing you to anyone because I know I put 
all of me into you. And because I've worked on me, I'm proud of me. No, I can be proud of you. So I hope this resonates with somebody and it kind of puts your finger on the thing you'd be trying to figure out. Because with this being said, I'm going to introduce low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit to me is a situation in which a person may be tired of waiting for the fruit to develop. The fruit that is supposedly uh, the promise of God. The perfect man or woman. Although we know there's no perfect man or woman, but the perfect one for you is what you should be getting ready for, preparing yourself for. Uh, Women, don't look for a man. Just be ready. Men, don't look for a woman unless you're ready. It's all about being ready. And so with that being said, I would like for women to take a second to realize that a lot of times you don't want to be with a man for multiple reasons but sometimes it's because it looks like he's a little bit too much work you know he 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 keeps himself together he's educated he may be religiously going to church and have a great spiritual life or he could just be athletically built and a lot of women like him now why would somebody not want someone like that well again it goes back to fear fear of losing something because a lot of times we don't really care about what we don't have but having something and then losing it is a nightmare to actually have a good man or a handsome man or a spiritual man and not being enough in that you're not applying the same principles to life that they do. In other words, working out to be physically fit or praying to be spiritually fit or eating healthy and having a good prayer life or just financially being aware and conscious and putting budgets and things in place to be financially fit um so if you know you're out of shape and i'm not just talking about physically then you're not going to reach for the in shape person You're going to reach for low-hanging fruit. You're going to reach women for a man who has less than you. Less the better sometimes. Sometimes if a man doesn't have a pair of shoes, socks, a place to lay his head, a car, a job, and has multiple children that need to be financially taken care of and they can't take care of them. And maybe they do have a side job. DJing, cutting hair, cutting grass, but it's not enough to feed those kids. Think about it. That's prime low-hanging fruit. It's it's fruit that's been on the tree so long and it's overly ripe, and it's the next step is to fall off the tree and rot on the ground. Well, if I could just catch that before it hits the ground, one, I'll be a savior because he'll say, she caught me before I hit the ground. Or two, 
I could uh, potentially be, you know, his woman because nobody else wants him. I mean, I came along and claimed him in the lost and found. Well, the fact of the matter is, no matter how low-hanging fruit is, if that fruit still does not feel that they deserve that great treatment, or if you're not who they want, because some people still hold on to their pride, you know, they still hold on to that dreadlock and they got bald spots all on their head or those cornrows, you know, and they want to still appear that they're, they have it all together. So just because you're catching them before they hit the ground doesn't mean they want you. Nice try. Low-hanging fruit is the example I give of being the Urkel or the glasses-wearing, asthma-having, you know, asthma-pumping child on field day. And they don't want you on the tug-of-war team. They don't want you on the beanbag toss. They don't want you in the race the you know the sack race or any race for that matter because you're deemed as low-hanging fruit like who wants that person and so if there's a team pick you're the last one picked that's the low-hanging fruit now is low-hanging fruit nothing no it's something it's still fruit and they'll still fill somebody up if they eat it. In fact, it's very, very sweet and very, very ripe. See, low-hanging fruit is sweet because it didn't have a choice. It don't have nothing else. It's, it's been on the vine so long and nobody's picked it. They're like, just let me be sweet so somebody will pick me. But when it comes to picking a spouse like that, a lot of times men, their ego is that, you know what? Hey, you pick me, somebody else gonna pick me. No. I mean, and yeah, sometimes some some other women do want the low-hanging fruit. They're in the same predicament you are. They don't want to work on themselves to get financially fit, physically fit, mentally fit, emotionally fit, or any type of fit to get what they really want is that fruit at the top of the tree, the top shelf. They don't want to get the ladder out, the treadmill. They don't want to put the fork down. They don't want to climb the ladder of success in life and work on the career, the education. And they rather just have some little trophies of life that they did this and they did that in 1982 and 19 in 2012. I did this in 2017. I did that. And all that's nice. But what have you done lately? For yourself, for your family, just in general, have you improved emotionally? Are you sound of mind? Are you toxic still, like your mother? Do you enjoy making fun of people at their expense to create a better image of yourself? Do you enjoy stepping on people in the ladder of success at work? Even if it's just one person, even if it's just for one position, maybe even lateral payment, 
Why are these small, low-hanging obstacle courses fulfilling you? They're not. They're not fulfilling you. They're placeholders. That's what a low-hanging fruit is, a placeholder. It's, I'll date this person until the person I really want will come along. And if it takes too long, and I'm tired of just playing, make pretend here with this person, I'll leave. I'll leave and try harder somewhere to be with someone else. And if I can't do it then, if I still can't be with who I want, I might go back to this person and relieve some physical pressure sexually. Just, you know, get my rocks off, relieve some financial pressure. That person will give me some money. Um, just in general, it boosts my ego. You know, they say they love me and I'm like, okay, but I don't want a relationship. So I can resist you and it makes me feel better because I'm being resisted over here and that don't make me feel too good. But I'm not caring about the fact that I'm hurting you. And well, you know, deep down in my mind, I'm thinking you deserve this because you're trying to manipulate me with things and things can't buy me. And you know this, we're grown people, you know, things can't buy me, but I'm not going to say no to it. Situationships, you're not in a relationship. In fact, if the ship be told, there's several people on this ship riding. And sometimes you want to drive, well, wait your turn. Because there's a whole lot of people that wants to drive this ship. Even though it's going nowhere. Hello, I hope I'm hitting home for somebody. And maybe this is how you need to hear it. But I hate fakeness. I will not be fake. If I think you're an idiot, well, I might not say it. But I won't be fake. Respect is lost. I've already said what I had to say. I've moved on from it. I've been peeped your game. Already saw it coming. So uh, nothing is a surprise. But the fact of the matter is, until you know enough is enough, you can't see it. You can't see the forest for the trees. You can't see the forest fire. Because you're so focused on one particular tree that hadn't busted in flames yet it hadn't combusted but it's still about to burn so with that being said guys it's been over 15 minutes and you know I try to keep it light and slight but we've uncovered a lot today the fact that they might not all be narcissists but they're they're toxic when you see the toxic traits, run. Unless, however, you're toxic, then you will stay. <laughs> you will stay. Let me let me reiterate. If you're toxic also, you will stay. And the reason why you stay is because it's distracting of regular everyday life. You'd rather be in toxicity than bored. You saw this growing up in your whole life. And that's your excuse no excuse is a good excuse, but that's your excuse for staying because you feel lonely and you feel like you're not worthy. And some of you know better. Some of you just want to be low hanging fruit, scrapping for low hanging fruit. So, guys, 
I didn't put the numbers in. Call me if you need to. 919-768-2486. Preferably text. I am extremely busy these days. Please. 919-768-2486. Or email me at Latanya Durham at AOL.com. That's L-A-T-O-N-Y-A. D-U-R-H-A-M at AOL.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time.